Good morning, happy Sabbath. Lamb of God, here I come. Our sermon this morning is taken from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. Here we find Jesus giving another parable. And we know Jesus used a lot of parables. He uses those parables to tell stories. And today we are here to unwrap one of these stories. And he spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking on it and found none. So here this man had a vineyard. He had a fig tree in this vineyard. And he came seeking figs, but there was none. Seven. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, look, for three years, I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use the ground? He came looking. Year one, year two, now this is year three. And he found nothing. He doesn't want to have anything to do with this tree anymore. Now he wants this tree to be cut down. Eight. But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. So here the keeper of the vineyard is asking one more year. Year one, year two, year three, nothing happened. But he's begging for another year. He's going to put some work into it now. Nine. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. We are this fig tree. We are expected to bear fruits. We are no good if we are not being productive. 
See, Christ wants us to be productive. The master was tired. He was looking. He didn't come year after year. He came day after day for three years, and there was nothing. And he got to the point. There you see, Jesus was talking of himself to the Jews. Three years he's been ministering to them. But you know the good thing about this parable? Because when you go to 10, which we just do 6 to 9, Dr. Luke changed the whole demographic. This has been left open. We don't know what happened after the extra year. Listen to us. Let's not get caught in the extra year. Let's start bearing fruits now. Father, Lord, oh God, thank you, dear Lord, for seeing me Fit, dear God, for your service. Lord, in my eyes, I'm not worthy, and I know that for a fact. But in your eyes, oh God, it's different. Because you can use anyone, anyone, Lord. So here I am today, Lord. Lamb of God, I come. Let this message today, Father, be your message for us. Father, Lord, O oh God, let lives be touched and let lives be changed. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, O oh God, our Savior, I pray. Amen. The two trees. At the front of our house, we had two beautiful trees. These trees were planted when we bought the house. We bought the house with those two trees. I assume these trees were planted at the same time. These two trees were growing together. These two trees were thriving together. You know, if they were humans, they would probably be like my brothers and myself, competing who will be bigger, who will be stronger, who will grow the highest these trees were growing together. But along the way, something had happened. But whatever had happened, it had not caught my eyes nor my wife's eye until it was real bad. One of the trees just keep growing, growing, growing. But the other tree stopped growing. I passed that tree to enter the house every day. But I did not pay any attention to that tree. One evening, my wife said, Babes, I called a tree service company, and they will be charging 
this amount to come and root the tree up. When she told me how much it was going to cost, I, I, I wasn't about the tree. I was about the cost. You see, if, if this money can be saved, then I can benefit from this money. So I told my wife, hold on. Like the keeper of the vineyard said to the master, hold on. You see, when this keeper said to his master, give me a year, a lot of things could happen. You see, like he said, if it bears, then so let it be. But if it doesn't, he can catch himself a problem. Because pending who the master is, after the extra year, if there was no production, he could lose his life. The master could say, you disobeyed me when I gave you an order. The master could have said, you should not have gone against what I have asked of you. It's mine. I've been coming here for three years and nothing. Like the tree, you too need to go. Are you willing to risk it for something or someone? I was not about this tree. So I told my wife, listen, I have an idea. The first time I heard this parable is that Sunday afternoon when I was being ordained. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, but the ordination was on a training and, a, and, and training and ordination took place on a Sunday. It's the first time to be a deacon. It's the first time I heard this parable. And it stayed with me. It stayed with me. So when my wife decided, get rid of the tree, I remembered. And I said, hold it, babes. I have an idea. I'm going to go talk to the tree. We, 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 we going to talk. Me and this tree, we are going to talk. I went outside a couple of days after, and I let the tree know there's a bounty on your head. You will be plucked up from the roots. Nothing of you will be left around here. I reminded this tree, you're in bad condition. You won't even be used for mulch. You are so bad, you won't be used for mulch. You're going to end up in a bad place. But I'm going to give you a chance. There's a bounty on you, but I'm going to give you a chance. I went out and I got tools. And I pruned this tree. I, I wasn't into the tree. I was into the money. I get, I get coupons from a little place that have that little horse that some of you know I probably like. And that money can be used for that. It was about me. It was not about the tree. I pruned the tree. This tree was in bad condition. 
there was no skin on the tree. The tree had a little stalk that was holding on for dear life. That had a couple leaves on it. I saw all kind of insects. I saw ants looking like worms coming in and out of that tree. The trunk of that tree was just home for insects. Brothers and sisters, this tree once was budding. Like when we are budding in life, we have a lot of people around us. But when we hit hard times, like this tree hit hard times, the leaves left. There was no more leaf on this tree. The branches were still holding on. Like we have some people in our lives when things get bad for a portion of time, they will hold on. But when the pressure came down on these branches, they were ready to let go. Everybody's trying to find greener pasture. This tree had one good thing going on for it. The roots. The roots of this tree was still good. Because there was a little part of the tree. There was a little part of the, of the, of the tree that had a little green. And that one little branch. And that little branch was probably about this big. So that there was still life somewhere. These are the people we need in our lives. The people who are working but nobody see. This tree was alive because the roots were holding it. I worked on the tree. I worked on the tree to save the money. But the more I worked on the tree, it became about the tree. My intentions in the beginning was not good. But as I got more into the tree, I want the tree to grow. Days went into weeks. And I start seeing improvement. Remember, the, 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 the trunk of the tree was rotten. But the skin started coming back. The skin started coming back. Brothers and sisters, we are like this tree. When we separate ourselves from Christ, we are like this tree. But when we come back to the Lord, he will bring us back. He will wrap our skins back around the bones. This tree was supposed to have been plucked up from the root. My wife didn't want to have nothing else to do with the tree. Anything that's plucked up from the root cannot come back. As the months go on. If you were to come to the house and see this tree. You would never realize what had happened before. The master of the vineyard was upset. He wanted it to be cut down. Satan wants us to be cut down. But Jesus said no, 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 no. And he walked away from heaven. And he came here. For every single one of us. We are his fig tree. 
and he wants to have fig from us. He wants us to be productive. This tree lost everything, but the roots were still anchoring. In life, we may lose things. We may lose family. We may lose friends. We may lose everything. But if our faith stays anchoring Jesus Christ, we will be okay. Job lost it all. What was his sin? What was his sin? The man of God lost everything. Did he curse God? No. No. Was God faithful to Job? God used Job for you and I today. Sometimes, like this tree, we have to lose the leaves. Because sometimes the leaves are family and friends who don't mean us any good. But they are hanging around. They are hanging around, not because of who you are, but because of the benefits that come with you. Sometimes we have friends who are like the branches. Because you can hold their weight, they stay around. But when you need them to hold you up, they leave. We need to be like the roots. We need to be like the roots in the lives of those who we know are struggling. We need to stop being investigators, trying to find out why is this happening and why is that happening. Be thankful you are not the one. Some things probably will never happen to us. You know why it won't happen to us? God cannot trust us. God cannot trust us. Some challenges we will never, God will never allow to come upon us. Because we are not trustworthy. Because if certain challenges come upon us, we will denounce God. And in denouncing God, others will see and say, look at it. Why should I trust his God? Sometimes when we see other people going through some things, it's because God is with them and because God trusts them. Because God trusts them, God allows certain things to happen to them because God knows, like Job, though my skin be destroyed, I will still praise my God. Because many will come like Job's wife and say, curse God and die. Because when everything is taken away, we lose our salvation. Because we were about what we have and not who had given it to us. There were two trees growing together. Two trees were growing together. 
whomever had planted these two trees, they plant these trees for a purpose. Trees play an important part in our existence. My dad is one person who he will not love you if you destroy trees. No, no, no. He will not love you if you destroy trees. He always tell us when we were little kids, if you are to cut the tree, plant one before. Because trees play an important part. These two trees were planted for a reason, not just beautification. One of the trees was growing, but one of the trees fell on hard times. The easier thing, like my wife said, get rid of the tree. Because when we have problems in our lives, it's easier for us to give up. It's easy for us to give in than to fight it. But yet we say we are Christians and we believe in God. The birds didn't mess around with that tree anymore. Only the parasites were left. And after a while the parasites would leave too. Even the parasites, after a while, would leave because when they eat it out, eat it out, eat it out, there is nothing. They go move on. If only we could see some of the parasites in our lives. If only we could see the parasites who say they love us. If only we could see the parasites who we don't want to get rid of. There were people in my life that I didn't think I could live without. I didn't think I could live without these people. When I gave an invitation to the people whom I thought were important to my life for my wedding and they didn't show up. The people whom I thought were, would have been dear for me. They were there for me when they could give. And I appreciate it. But when God bless me and I can give back, they walk away. When I thought they would have made a way at the table for me, there was no seat at the table. But that's not what God wanted for me. God wanted me to have my own table. God wants you to get up from people's table. If people feed you, they own you. My dad told me when it was just the two of us in a little dirt house in Jamaica. No electricity, no nothing. He said, son, don't go to anybody's house. Son, do not eat from anybody. If they feed you, they own you. And when the time comes, 
for you to speak truth, you will never be able to speak the truth because you are depending and they will cut off your supply. Brothers and sisters, we are like this tree. We are like this tree. Are we going to hold on till help come? Or are we just going to give up? You see, when I groomed this tree, this tree did not have to grow. A lot of times we are in need of help and help come. But we resent the help. That's not what we want. But you don't have nothing. You ha all you have is a need. You have a need. But when you get help, because that's not what and how you want it, you resent it. There are two trees. The other tree was doing what the tree was supposed to do. The other tree was strong, huge. It was serving its purpose. It was giving off oxygen. It was removing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. The birds made nests against its strong branches, covered by its beautiful leaves. This tree was doing what it was supposed to do. This tree was beautiful. This tree appeared as if it didn't have a need. We paid attention after a while to the tree that had a need. But the other tree was good. Like we see a lot of people around us. And they have the everything. So we say they are good. They are not in need of anything. You know one question that always stands out in my mind? Is anybody here from Timbuktu? If we have one poor sinner in Timbuktu, every evangelist go over there. But we have all these rich people around here and they are being neglected. Because they have an appearance. We overlook them. The gospel is for everyone. God's word doesn't choose because all have sinned and come short of the glory. We neglect the people because they flashy. They, I mean, I work in, the, in, 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 a, in a city. And we have access to go beyond the walls where the Michael Irvins and these guys live. I'll tell you one thing, man. If Christians were like Dallas Cowboy fans, Christ would already been come. I've never seen, I've never seen people as faithful as the Dallas Cowboys. Every single season, this is our season. No matter what happened, they're not giving up. If Christians were like the Dallas Cowboys fans, the work would have been done, and we would not be here this Sabbath. Michael Irvin, his son, is into music, rap music. 
And his son have an album out and he had to tell him, no son, no, 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 no. The content, the father had to stop it. He was on the, the sports radio that my friends listen to daily. He says, son, you're born and grow beyond the gates. In other words, the rich. How do you know about these things? Sin is rampant everywhere. The father could not allow that content to come out. When you go beyond the security gates and you see these shopping mall looking homes. Shopping mall looking homes. And I wonder how many people live in these house? How many people? Do they know God? So something clicked into my mind. The next time I go, have the opportunity to go in there, I'm going to take the numbers. I'm going to take all the house numbers. Take the address and the house numbers. And I'm going to mail them out. The great controversy. They too need to know. Because if they don't know, Christ cannot come. If they don't know, Christ cannot come. Because this tree was doing, this tree had an appearance, so we think everything with this tree is good. Just last week, that young man from Friends, Matthew, at some point or another, some of us watch Friends. These guys have millions of dollars. These guys have everything, but they are empty. Because until you have Jesus Christ, you have nothing. It's easy for these guys to take their lives. Just like that. And we would sit back and we would say, but they have this and they have that and they have everything. They don't have the most important thing. Because Solomon say, I, 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 if I want it, I have it. But I come to realize that everything is vanity of vanity. It's like grasping the wind. Does the name Vanderbilt ring a name? This man. I was by Sister Ewing's home one Sabbath afternoon. And Sister Ewing was watching um, Mission 360. And I saw the name and I'm like, I, I know this name. Then I remember it's the concrete trucks that we have at the city. One of the concrete trucks, that's the name. And when they start talking to that gentleman, he's a multimillionaire. He owns the pattern to those trucks. That man has given $50 million to the mission. Okay, somebody told him about Jesus. And he surrenders himself to Jesus. And like the church, like the early church in Acts 2, he gave. Like they sold what they had and helped each other. If we minister to these people whom we think have everything, when they come, because they will come, 
If we reach out to them, they will come. But they will not come if we don't go. Sometimes I wonder if we malice rich people. Are we malicing people because they have? Jesus had a lot of rich friends. Jesus is rich. Even when he came here and he didn't have anything, this was still his. He came to what he created. So he didn't have to bring anything. We were having our devotion one morning. And it was a windy morning. And while we were praying, while I was praying, there was a wind. And the wind shook the house. It was windy. It was, you know, from, and this is like in the five o'clock. It was a windy morning. But uh, there, there was a certain wind that came. And that wind shook the house. And there was a crash outside. At that time, we had a fence. And we had to nail it up every, every minute I had to go out there and knock some nails in that fence. Every morning, whenever there's a wind overnight, the first thing my wife would, and I would do when we get up in the morning is peep through the blinds to see if the fence is still there. This wind came true, and there was a crashing sound outside. I was still praying, but I could hear when my wife got up. I don't know if my wife went to check the fence or whatever she went to do. But a couple seconds after that, I heard, babes, babes, babes. Yes, babes. The tree's in your car. The tree is in your car. What did I do? Stay praying. It's already in the car. The tree that we thought was good, when the wind blew, it could not withstand. It just fell apart. The good tree could not stand the wind. And so it is with the people whom we think. Matter of fact, forget about the people. So it is with us. We can't go clean up out there until we clean up in here. And in here is in our hearts. You can't clean somebody's house when you have dirty house. The tree could not stand the wind. But tell you what, the tree that was pruned, the tree that was supposed to have died and was given another chance, stood strong. It stood strong. The other tree that was good, that was doing its purpose, that when, 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 when fall comes, it keeps me busy. When fall came, it just shed its leaves. When spring came, it 
Buddhism again. In summertime, it gave us shade. We thought it was good. When I went out there, I sent my boss a message. And if I send my boss a message five minutes before work and I tell him this happened, he doesn't have to question nothing about me. But I, I sent him a message with the picture of the tree on my car. This is why I, I can't come to work this morning. This is why I won't be able to come to work this morning. I'm going to have to work on this tree. Not because something and somebody looks good doesn't make it good. We are only good when God is in us and when God is in it. No, we had to call tree service. Brothers and sisters, how do we stand today? How will we stand in that day? Because it's training day now. It's training day now. How will we stand? Can we even stand? Or will we be busy running away? We thought that that tree could stand the test of time. Don't be going to church and coming to church Sabbath after Sabbath after Sabbath after Sabbath and start fooling yourself. Don't be making up fire for hell. Don't waste your time coming here Sabbath after Sabbath. If you are not right with God. If you don't surrender to God. We live like we really own our destiny. We, we, we live like it's whatever we say that goes. It's a fabricated lie from the devil. It's a part of his deception. We don't own the bread that we breathe. October 31st, I don't know if us as Seventh-day Adventists remembered October 31st last month. 1517, and last month was 506 years ago since Martin Luther nailed those 95 theses on the church door of Gothenburg, exposing the man of sin. Today, the Royal Council of Churches say protentism is dead. But God have his little mission. God have his little company who is expected to be the fruitful fig tree. Are you a part of that? Are you a part of this mission? Because if we are not a part of this mission, it's a waste of time.
It's a waste of time, brothers and sisters. I know at the beginning of this sermon, nobody wanted to be like the other tree. No, 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 no. Nobody wanted to be like the other tree. But you see, that tree that had a want, that had a need, and was cared for, it is living. It is alive today. Today, the birds make nests in it. We get cool shade from it. Okay, somebody took the time to care for it. Who are you caring for? Because Christ is caring for us. You are here today. You have not yet given your life to the Lord. You have not yet given your life to the Lord. But today, 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 if you hear my voice, say the Lord, harden not your heart. You are here today, and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ as yet. Today is a good day to do so. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, but we have today. On the 9th of December, we will be having a baptism here. On the 9th of December. And you too, on the 9th of December, can officially and publicly become a part of the family of God. Don't let the devil tell you otherwise. He already knows his fate. You still have a chance. We all still have a chance. You are here today. And life happened in real time. And you hit a little snug in the road. And you had taken a couple steps back. Today is the day. To be reunited with your heavenly father. Don't deny your heavenly father this opportunity. In closing, I was in Jamaica hanging out with my cousin. And my cousin have a friend. And it's one of the coolest dude I've ever came across in a long time. I don't really reach out to people like that. But this dude was just the kind of people that I, I like. We resonate. And we be making contact via my cousin. You know, every time I'm with my cousin, he's there. One Friday, I went to see my cousin. And that young man was there, and he was telling me about a party that he was going to attend the night in Kingston. We live in the Central. We live in Mandeville. But there was this big annual party that was going to be in Kingston. And he was all hyped up for that party. Back in the days, he and I would be going to that party. I told him, I'll see him another time. I went home. After Sabbath, the following day, I was catching up 
with the day's event, you know, sports and news. And in the news, there was an accident. In the way morning of Sabbath. This party was Friday night, Sabbath night. There were three passengers in the car. Nobody know what happened if they were intoxicated or they fell asleep after having a good time at this party. There's a direction that they were heading in. They were heading back to Mandeville. The car ran off the highway into a ditch. He was in the back seat. He died. When I saw his picture on the TV, I was like, no, 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 no. Somebody looking like somebody. Call my cousin. My cousin say, yes. That was him. His mom's only child. Only child. He didn't know what was going to happen next. He went to the party to have a good time. And that was it. We don't own our destiny. It's a lie. It's a lie. We don't own our destiny. God owns our destiny. You heard his word today. The two trees. Which of these trees at the end of the sermon you want to be? Please. Step forward if you would like our pastor to pray for you. Don't be afraid. Don't let the devil hold you in them pews. Give your life to Jesus. I was a young man once, partying and having a good time. And I can tell you, it's God, it's God, it's God, and it could only be God. The people who used to be around me, the people I used to be around, one of them is in Atlanta. Serving two life sentences. One of them, when he knows that I'm in Jamaica and he comes to the house, before we can buzz him in, you can smell him. Don't play around with your salvation. Please. Don't play around with your salvation. Just as you are, just as you are, come to Jesus. Thank you. Maybe.